All right, hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, we are playing One Ring, second edition today. We are continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign. Uh, and uh, two players have been arrested. Uh, and they didn't listen to me when I told them they need to make up, make backup characters. Uh, they just uh, they just threw memes Which at me. Which was told today? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mentioned it last week. No, you did not. No, you did not. It's not my register. notes. So I'm, if I'm going high register, it means I'm being truthful. Isn't that how that works? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we've got uh, we we're in Tharbad. We had a very lengthy journey. You can see the Tharbad uh, if you're if you're watching this somewhere. Uh, you can see the Tharbad uh, map on the screen. We explored some of it, uh, but not all of it. It's a decently sized city, although it's a very ruined city. Uh, so there's not as much as there was way back when. Uh, but before we get into all that, let's go ahead and introduce the uh, players and characters, and then uh, we'll get started. So, Long, tell us about Floy, and, and could you also remind us exactly what Floy is doing right now? Yeah, I'm playing Floy, a dwarf. If you don't know me by now, I enjoy treasure, hunting for it, collecting it, hoarding it. Right now, I'm on my way back to the inn. Nice <laughs> Timothy's inn to have a nice night, nice little exactly. sleep. Exactly. The bridge in, you're like, I'm just going to go to bed. And the rest of them are like, we're going to go get in trouble. And LaFoy's like, no, no, no. I'm going to go for an early night's rest, which is yeah. crazy because you're the treasure hunter and you're still like taking the, the very, oh, no, I'm going to go get some rest. He did bread. have four bowls of stew that might have been poisoned. Might have been. What are you trying to say? Trying to say it's poison? It's not poison. You say it's poison. Why are you saying that, Mr. Kelly? I thought we were friends. Oh, my God, Timothy. I had to go listen back and be like, what was I doing with that guy? <laughs> talking so fast. It was, it was very like aggressive. Leaning. I was being really aggressive. I was like leaning in the mic. You can't see my face half the time because I'm leaning so far in. So dumb. So stupid. Uh, speaking of Miss Gilly, and uh, probably for the last time, uh, Ashley, <laughs> go ahead and Very funny. April Gilly. Fools. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm playing Gilly Kettlegrass. She is our free uh, hobbit. Um, and she did give herself up so that Aronial would not be the only person taken to jail. Um, she tried desperately to convince them that we were hunting for ghosts. Um, and they kept telling me that we were trying to steal rocks. So, you know. I think you've you've reframed that uh, incorrectly. You were trying to stay the master stone. Not rocks. Uh, Anyone can take rocks. These are you stone. Know. You're trying. You're going into a building trying to steal the stone. You had it in your pockets. It's very clear. It's a, <laughs> these are not very intelligent uh, guards, as as there never are intelligent guards. Yeah. <laughs> Ely, did they said. plant stone in your pockets? <laughs> yeah. just uh, a little dime bag of like. Could you imagine quartz, like just suddenly appear? <laughs> they come and they take this like big piece of stone, like the size of Gilly, drops it down next to her. See, she was trying to smuggle this out. I'm What's like, this yeah, because I oh, can carry that. <laughs> they go through your pack, <laughs> drop a giant stone. Oh, look yeah. what we found guy, He comes walking in from another room to just drop it next to me. <laughs> Ma'am, can you tell us exactly what this is? You want to? You can't explain yourself for this? Oh, my God. That'd be great. We should just do... Well, actually, we, we still haven't done our law and order thing. Remember that idea from like I years know. ago? I know. Oh, we need to write that I'll up. talk about it too much. Okay. I'll talk about it too much. But one day, one day we'll do it. We should do it with Blade Runner. Blade Runner would be perfect for it, actually. Oh. Okay, Ideas. we got to revisit that later. Okay. Next up, the other person who decided not to make a new character, uh, Melissa, tell us about uh, Arineal. Uh Yeah, so uh, I am as stubborn as Arineal. <laughs> uh She is really 
not on board with this, just repeat back whatever crime they want to ascribe to uh, Arenial and Gilly. Um, but yeah, she is our uh, champion ranger of the north um and she's not particularly thrilled about the circumstance that she finds herself yeah. in. you got a, you got this fancy new sword uh and i've already taken and it they back have it i've already pulled a classic gm thing gave you too much magical items and so i'm taking them back classic oh yep, goodness because i i unlike others when i get something like that i want to keep it in hand i don't want it to leave uh, yeah it was just, way worse too because it was like originally it was just going to be a stone charge but then you had weapons on you and so now it's a weapons charge right on top of it too you guys are in so much trouble you guys are in so much trouble uh and uh one of the smart characters who uh, decided not to get arrested uh we've got uh, i know it's, it's weird for me to say that for steven but we've got daggett what one of the smart characters. I just said, right Introducing there. me with the compliment. Oh, it warms my heart. The second uh, best dwarf. We don't have the yearning the emote. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, we gotta get that. <gasps> I see a Chuck uh, in chat. Oh my God. What's up, man? Yeah, so I am playing. Party? Oh, okay. You tell me to I'm introduce sorry. and then you start talking to chat. Okay. You <laughs> I mean, just have to take it back after being nice to me. All right. I'm sorry. I'll take it back. Hi, <laughs> I'm sorry, Steven. Go ahead and tell us about your character. We're all very excited. <laughs> all right so i'm playing daggett the second best dwarf in the party uh he is a dwarf captain uh so that makes him the leader of the group uh he's very bossy and right now he is stalking the prison uh wondering if he should attempt to break out gillian Arenial. i did ask them throughout the week several times if they want me to try to break them out and they never gave me a definitive answer we so I really it's, don't have, know what I'm going to do. You have a choice uh, in front of you, and we don't envy you that choice, and therefore we have left it to you as <laughs> your choice. <laughs> uh, but I did say that I had a surprise uh, for the session, and I wasn't lying. Uh, Jeff, last week you gave me trouble for not cosplaying as Daggett. Next <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. That is now rectified. You are the best, man. That is fantastic. You look wonderful. You look wonderful. That's going to get hot, but you look wonderful. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. I'm used to being hot. You can use that until your your actual beard gets that length, and then, then you're good to go, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, just another few years. All right, Long. Ball's in your court. Hey. <laughs> all right you look fantastic steven all right let's uh let's hit a summary and then we'll get started so uh so we are in thar but i already mentioned uh we had a terrible misunderstanding with uh vanek and how to help the farmers outside the city uh you uh you managed to sort of rectify the situation to some degree you set to fulfilling your your promises uh daggett you actually started repairing their fences quite literally you were mending fences uh, and then the rest of you are kind of either helping or you're searching around for tracks because there's all these stories about wargs or wolves that have been attacking the countryside, etc. And uh, Floyd, I know you discovered evidence that a turkey had been dragged away, found this hill, this nearby tree where you saw it kind of devoured and sort of ripped apart. Uh, you eventually took some tracks down to the, to the shore of the Grey Flood River, uh, which is a kind of a much dampier, swampier area uh, than you've passed by over the past week. Uh, you found a rickety pier and this sort of broken stone statue type stuff in the water and signs that the pier had been used relatively recently. Uh, night eventually fell, though, 
uh, and he decided to venture into Tharbad at that point. Uh, and you quickly learned about Master Gurnow's rules, uh, all seven of them, and uh, how to pay a toll to enter the city. Uh, now, Tharbad, very old city. Uh, its outer districts are effectively ruins of ruined vegetation, trees, that kind of stuff. Even random sheep are kind of moving about here and there. There have been some rumors that you kind of eventually hear about, uh, about, about ghosts and things haunting the districts at night. They're off limits. Uh, city guards, local merchants you spoke with as well. They warned you not to squat. Can't squat in any of these places that you have to go to uh, specifically an inn, and they directed you to the bridge inn. Uh, there, you met uh, my favorite character, Timothy Titus. Uh, uh, my favorite non-old lady character, Timothy Titus, uh, who is an ex-bandit turned innkeep, had big old ham hock hands. Uh, he had a very aggressive and very threatening, but also accommodating demeanor at the same time. Uh, he spoke a little bit about Gurnau. Uh, Gurnau kind of kept the city together as sort of the general general idea, but but through cruelty and sometimes unreasonable means. Uh, he has several sons, that is Gurnau does, uh, who are constantly kind of fighting or squabbling here and there, and that's the way the old man wants it because he doesn't want to give up his position. Uh, you also learn that he has a, a wife by the name of Lady Stock, who is sort of trying to maintain some sense of decorum and civility, uh, but also doesn't really like rangers, I think you might have learned as well. Uh, Titus also confirmed that some of the dwarves that were hired to repair the bridge uh, tried to escape the city without permission, but were caught and then pilloried uh, in the southern portion of the city, which is inaccessible currently because the until until morning, at least, because there's a ferry that takes you there. Uh, prior to this, uh, they were on the Middle Island, you learned, which is where most of the crafters have to stay. Uh, that's the requirement as uh, as per the laws of Gurnau. Uh, now, the dwarves that tried to escape apparently were making a claim that they were just looking for more stone and that the stone at Garth Toran, which is this crumbling fortress in the city, uh, didn't contain the kind of stone that they needed. So after dinner, you all visited the fortress. When I say you all, I mean... Everyone but Floyd. I can't remember if Floyd went. Floyd, you didn't go there, right? I can't remember no. if you actually went there or if you just decided to, to stay. But whatever it is, you went over to the fortress, tried to figure out whatever you could about the stone quality of this place. Uh, Arrhenio and Gilly got caught uh, by passing guards. They took got taken into custody. They got their weapons taken. You got charged for stealing the master's stone. Daggett, you started following them into the shadows. And you saw them take get taken into the Red Palace where Master Gurnow uh, holds court. So that's where we're at. Uh, or that's where, what's what happened last time. And so why don't we go ahead and let's get started. So let's see what I'm going to do. I'm trying to look for what's the best, uh, pre execution music that I can use. Oh my God. Wait, wait, just, it's just jailhouse music. It's not, I heard there was a, I heard there was a pillory. I'm gonna do a little Celine Dion. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we're going to start up. We see Arrhenio, we see Gilly. They're being led in by these two guards. Hall is in better condition than the lower levels of the palace that were kind of flooded. Uh, you can still see signs of ruin here and there. Uh, but someone, at the very least, has taken what appears to be great care to account for appearances. So you can see some well-crafted furniture and tapestries that are probably the work of Tharbad's crafters. Uh, but uh, those who are occupying some of these uh, some of these you know, pieces of furniture are not really caring so much about maintenance. So you see a dozen or so people in the room. They're sitting, they're leaning, they're laying haphazardly around the hall. Their feet are kind of propped up and crossed on arms, you know, armrests of chairs. 
Children and dogs are wrestling on what appear to have once been very well-woven rugs. You see a bandit guard over to the right, kind of wiping grease off his chin with this beautiful and colorful tapestry that's now soiled. Remember that there's a balcony that you can that's kind of overlooking this court. And there you can see there's a woman of, of advanced years who's looking fairly disapprovingly at the display below. Uh, but uh, her hair is, is nonetheless uh, done very, very beautifully, probably about six inches tall, giving her about six inches in height. And at the far end of the court, you see a man in his 70s. He's got this gray receding hair. Uh, he's drinking from a goblet. He's kind of sitting a little bit askew on the, this impressive wooden chair, sort of throne-like, slightly raised dais. And as the two of you are taking this in, you're scanning around the scene, all these different people, Arineal, your eyes set on a surprise. Uh, as in the hall, in addition to all these strange faces that you've just encountered, there is one very, very familiar face to you, one that you probably didn't expect to find here. Uh, in order to, the, to sort of describe that, though, I'm going to go ahead and bring my tray in. Can my tray, what do we see? When I, Arineal stares in that direction. So uh, as Arineal is uh, scanning the room um, and sees the older woman on the balcony looking down disapprovingly, following her gaze with her ranger eyes, uh, she sees she's probably looking most disapprovingly at a woman with uh, long dark hair and um, dark brown skin and uh, a scar across an eyebrow who's kind of holding forth to a small group of of men and women and she's just like just, just obviously describing like either carving or cutting something and she's kind of gesturing and like laughing really loudly and like really kind of making a show and to all these disgusted laughs and like and and just it, kind of having a raucous good time with a small group of people and uh, she looks over and sees Ereniel and Gilly and just like, Eric? Tara. And as you, two, <laughs> as you two kind of stare at each other, you say your names to one another. You hear like the clearing of the old man's throat who's up on the die. Master Gurnow, you would know. Uh, Taraneth, you would know that's, uh, that's his name. Obviously, the rest of you could probably presume it. Uh, but you see his voice gets very loud. He kind of coughs a bit. Everyone kind of quiets down for a moment. And right there in the middle of the hall, flanking Gilly and Arineal are these two guards. And this old man is like, for what reason have you brought these strangers before me? Interrupting my family gathering. You know how much I cherish time with my grandchildren. And they kind of like look up at, you know, they kind of look up. They look a little sort of concerned. Maybe they made the wrong choice, these guards. But he's like, uh, thievery, Master Gurnow. Thievery of the most uh, awful kind. Well, I caught them uh, around Garth Tehran. They were, they were looking to steal stone. They were, sir. Uh, Strangers, well, I didn't recognize them, uh, and they uh, and they carry fancy weaponry. And he kind of holds up Arineal's sword at that point, point. Uh, and the old man kind of looks down. sees Arineal, sees Gilly. <sighs> Who are you? Identify yourselves. 
Uh, can Tara step in at this moment? Absolutely. You, you totally cool. can. <laughs> yeah, so, so first, she'll be, she'll look at them. She's like, don't, don't let him cheat. You know how he cheats. And, and walks in and walks away. And, uh, Master Gordo, this, this is an, an old friend, an old friend of mine. This is, uh, if, if, if your men caught her skulking around, she was probably trying to catch someone in the act of thievery. I mean, with all due respect, Erin Neal's never been much of a thief herself. Which one of these is Erin Neal? Is it uh, uh, the tall one? Uh, yeah, that's uh, Erin Neal, daughter of Moriel. Nice to make your acquaintance, sir. And Tara goes up to Erin Neal and puts a very overly familiar hand over her shoulder and like, so good to see you, Erin. <laughs> And are like the guards are like, hey, these, these, these are prisoners, you know, suppose, uh, what, what, master, so what are we supposed to, we, we arrested them, they were there. And, and er, but, Master Gornow, I, I will vouch for a renewal daughter of, sorry, Oriel. what did you say? Oriel. <laughs> and I will vouch for a renewal daughter of Oriel. Well, uh, I think you you get to make your first roll. Uh, so you're gonna make a persuasion roll. It sounds like. Uh, so uh, I'll give you I'll give you it at favored, which means you'll be able to roll two d12s and take the better. Uh, so okay, cool. So look I, at your look at your character sheet. Do you have any Do you have any pips in persuade? I um, have two in persuade. Okay, so so take uh, out. So, so two d twelves and two d and two d sixes is what you're rolling here. Okay. And if you're and rolling on the have, sheet, just click next to the feet die where it says favor ill mm-hmm. favor. Just click next to the feet die. So, and do we have brings. any audience dice or anything to use Ooh. here, Melissa? Oh, we only have fifty one left over from last episode. All right, all right. Ah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I uh, <laughs> okay. No, oh, no. And it was Still my first roll. I feel. So, Which is uh, so, so really glad I'm getting this started off as I <laughs> usually do. <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate when players fail rolls, so that's excellent. Uh, so <laughs> Master Gurnow will say, oh, calm down. Does he know you as Taraneth? Uh, is that, he is that, does. He was Okay. Taraneth, please step aside. They might be your friends, but... We need to go through proper procedure. If we don't follow the rules for even those who are our friends, then how could anyone in the city ever trust the rules to be no, just and fair? You, you are you are right, Master Grinnell. I I would not presume to tell you how to run your court. You're right, of course, of course. So let's go ahead. And, <laughs> let's go ahead and do a let's go ahead and do a, a, a quick council then. I want Arineal or Gilly to roll a courtesy test uh, as like kind of Arineal, Gilly, whichever one of you wants to sort of lead lead this and kind of take the take the position in that regard. Go for it. Uh, do you want me to roll? Go right ahead. Okay. Can I have a, a dive? Absolutely. I got a great success. Okay. So, uh, so this, remember that council, like it depends a little bit on what you're accomplishing. That's going to sort of determine the difficulty and then the courtesy sort of determines how much long you have. So I'll, I'll throw it to you. Are you two just going to try to talk yourselves out of being arrested or did you have 
some other additional goal in mind with this? No additional goal, just no. out okay. of being arrested. Yeah, yeah that's okay. sort of step one is not be arrested. Okay. So if that's the case, I don't think that it's going to be particularly difficult. Uh, I would say that's probably just a just a reasonable request in this case because Terraneth has vouched for you already. So we're just going to put it at a resistance three. You have four. You have four roles, and I even say Terraneth can participate in this. Uh, so so Gilly, Arineal, and Terraneth. There's you have a resistance three, which basically means you need three successes, uh, and you're essentially rolling a skill that's usually social related of some kind mm. and role playing it out. And then it's just sort of like a skill challenge. You're trying to like hit that number of three before four turns have passed. Uh, so, uh, Gilly, you already rolled the courtesy. Arineal, do you want to make a case for yourself? Maybe I'll start that off. Y yes. Um, I always love councils and all of my super high, uh, <laughs> scores in social. Um, I, hey, I'm I'm so sorry to interrupt, but this might actually come into play before you do your thing. So that that's sure. why I'm interrupting. Sure. But uh, is there such a thing as a support role that I can do for Reniel? Specifically, I'm thinking about rolling insight to see what kind of argument would work best. You can. I would say that you can. You can. You can assist, like you can assist a person in certain cases and they would get a, a bonus D6 on the roll. You can certainly do that. You can also, but it wouldn't require, doesn't usually require a roll on your part. You just okay. sort of describe what you're doing. If you're okay. looking to do insight, insight could actually be if, if you wanted to take a turn, like you could roll insight and then you could contribute to the, you know, sort of the thing. That that would be my suggestion. Okay, uh, yeah. I'll do that. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, you, you first. I'll go after. Okay, so Oreniel is going to try uh, Persuade. Uh, no, she's not. She's going to try Awe. She's going to wow them with stories of their exploits and why she has such a cool sword. That's what she's going to try. Um, and I'm going to take an audience. I'm going to take it. We can take one or two audience, right? I don't remember the rule, but uh, if you say so. That's two. Two's fine. I don't care. Okay. All right. I'm going to try awe. Okay. <laughs> going to pick up his... You're going to pick up his throat and just sort of press it up in the air with an <laughs> uh, All right. Come on, math. Come on, math. Six... Yes, that is a great success. Okay, so two successes. So you've already kind of cut the resistance in half at this point. And so, uh, so basically, what, what, do you say? Um, what do you do? So Arineal is just going to, um, I think she's going to um, take a little bit of the vibe from the uh, innkeeper earlier. And she's just going to kind of be like, let me tell you what the last two years have been like. And you decide if you really think I'm going to spend my time trying to steal some stone. And so she just like goes into like all of the battles and everything that they've been up to and be like, right. So, so you think that I decided that stone was what I needed to do with my evening tonight. Mm. So uh, as part of that, do you... Like you identify yourself, you talk about all these different things. Do you ever do you identify what you do and like who you are? Like, do you kind of get into any detail about that at all? Uh, sure. 
You're like, I'm a, you know, Dunedain, Ranger of the North, that kind of thing. So if that's the case, <laughs> this is going to go poorly. You. It's not going to be a yes, fail. It's not going to be. It's, it's not going to be a fail. You're still fine because uh, you passed. It's, it's okay. But you do see he kind of grimaces and he starts to continue to grimace and almost starts to sink in his chair. And then he kind of looks up a little bit, and you can see his wife, you presume, Lady Stock, uh, on the third level of the balcony, kind of looking down at all of this, has a very perturbed face. Uh, that has now kind of grown over and replaced the disapproving one that she had on moments prior when it was just her her children and grandchildren behaving like like slobs. Uh, and he, she just sort of shakes her head and you kind of hear through the court, which is kind of quieted down at this point. You just you just hear ranges. <sighs> and Aaron, uh, you hear Tara next to you. <clears throat> Don't say you're a ranger. No. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the two successes. So you're halfway there. He's he's grimacing. He doesn't have a problem with Rangers as much as his wife seems to. But he also knows what just happened. Uh, so we still need two more successes. So if Gilly or Taraneth want to make a roll to try to you know, win him over at this point now. I would very much like to make that inside roll. I was just talking about. Go and, ahead. Uh, that is. And. By the way, since we have so much audience stuff, if insight isn't already favored, we can take five uh, audience and make it favored. It's, I think it is favored. Okay, perfect. Then I think okay. we should take some of those audience dice and give them to the GM. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have like nine complications that <laughs> went along <laughs> with these. Nine like... is less than fifty-one, though. <laughs> Let me do my quick math here. Uh, so yeah. So in this case, roll. Yeah, you're gonna roll the two. There you go. You got it. All right, so it's another, another failure. Another fail. Oh, I am very Christ. glad we brought. I am gonna. I am. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ! I'm so sorry. This is how it's gonna go. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, all so basically, you had you have four turns to get three successes, uh, and so far you have two successes, and two turns have gone by. So you have two more chances to basically just get one success. So you're okay, uh, but as you're kind of going through, like. Maybe maybe he kind of overhears you saying, don't mention something about rangers. You see an eyebrow suddenly raise as if maybe the old man can hear a lot better than he might let on. And he kind of starts doing some math in his head about who you might be. And uh, and then he doesn't really act on it so much because you and him have a, have a decent relationship. Uh, but uh, it does seem to sort of distract him. And his eyebrows kind of start to furrow because it means you've been keeping something from him. Uh, Gilly... Do you want to try to salvage the situation at this point? Yes, please. Um, <laughs> I would like to spend a hope um, to uh, enact my true hearted and do an enheartened roll. Beautiful. Uh, I love it. That's like All a right. guaranteed success. Uh, it, she gets uh, she gets the bonus get, successes or the bonus dice, right? Yeah. And I'm enacting a distinctive feature. So mm -hmm. I get two, two dice. You get to two. That. Yep. Because it's, yeah, exactly. Nice, nice. All right. So go ahead and roll it and then you can act out whatever it is that you say to enhearten this moment. Change change the mood, which has okay. which has kind of soured slightly with the with the very strong lady stock being a little disgusted with one of the party. What do you got? So extraordinary success. Okay. So, so you're gonna you're gonna I win rolled, over. I rolled a 
a bunch of dice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would so, imagine. Um, Gilly's kind of been in the background because uh, it's been Arineal and Tara just kind of up in the front talking. And so she kind of politely clears her throat. <clears> throat> um, I haven't been introduced yet. My name is Gilly Kettlegrass and I am a free. Uh, we do greatly apologize, Master Gurnow. Um, unfortunately, I feel like it was a large, just misunderstanding. Uh, we were just admiring your beautiful city. Uh, and I am a scholar. I was hoping to write about the ghosts that I've heard about, but I did hear about the ghost pits. So perhaps that's where we should have gone instead. Um, so you I can do... see that he starts to slink a little further down. He puts the hand on his head. As you hear from above the loudest guffaw, Bree, oh, inbred yokels in my house. Oh. And she just storms away. And then he looks down at you. That's going to cost me a few weeks with a cold shoulder. Oh, Bree, uh, is it? I could perhaps write you a poem you could recite to her as an apology. No, no, no. Romance is far, has been far gone from our marriage. <sighs> Worry not. Okay, everyone calm down now. Arineal, daughter of someone, Gilly of Bree. One of my trusted scouts and advisors, Terranus, has spoken on your behalf and... You have listed your um, impressive accomplishments. I believe this was probably a misunderstanding for now. Return them their weapons. I'm far too old and it is far too late for me to deal with a court's hearing at this time anyhow. However, while you are in Tharbad... Arinhil, Gilly, I shall tell you, Taraneth, that they are your responsibility. Any further misbehavior, accidental or intentional, shall not just land them in the pillory, but Taraneth will land you on the bad side of Master now. He refers to himself in third person. Sure. Cer certainly, certainly, Master Garnow. I, I, your generosity of spirit and your just nature is well storied for a reason, and it is evidenced here today. He stands up at that point. You hear like a hundred cracks as he does, like this old man body crack. Generosity. Now, now. There's no reason to lie. I know that's not what they say about me. Good night. <laughs> and he like kind of turns and starts walking away. And we're going to cut scenes. Uh, and we're going to cut over to Floyd, actually. Uh, Floyd, you, uh, you, took the, you took probably the best choice of returning back to the bridge inn. And I'm going to give you a moment here as you come back in. You've, you haven't been gone that long or, may, you know, you probably walked around for a little bit with them, but then you return back. Uh, and when you return to the bridge in, you can see it's not as full as when you were last year, which is about half full to three quarters full, something like that. Now it's only maybe, you know, a handful of folks or so that is still remaining. 
you can see that right at the bar sitting there is a, a man in one of those kind of guard suits who has kind of removed this leather helm and set it on the table and is sitting there drinking, uh, drinking a large tankard of ale. You can see that Timothy Titus is still sort of moving about a bit, uh, kind of cleaning up, getting in people's faces. Uh, I wanted to give you an opportunity. Was there anything else you wanted to do before you turn in for the night? I walk up to the bar with the guard sitting. Mm -hmm. Mind if I join you? And it looks over towards you. Uh, sure, Master Dwarf, you can join me. Have a have a seat. Uh, I'm new to town. Are you now? I presume, you, I presume you've been here a while. Since I was born. And what brings you to Tharbad there, Master Dwarf? You, you with that other group down over, uh, uh, run into some trouble? I've heard they're in trouble, yeah, but I do know them. Well, my condolences to you. From what I understand, they have not been cooperative with Master Gurnow's laws, and I imagine that his patience is only going to last a little while longer. Suppose you might be able to get a word or two to say goodbye before said time is, uh, I imagine, will be an execution at some point. Oh, there won't be any of that. I think you get a good word in tomorrow morning. Well, maybe, maybe so. It's very optimistic of you, but Master Gurnow doesn't necessarily uh, want to talk any more about this, I think. The only dwarf he wants to hear anything from is... From those two that they got locked up, they've been disrespectful of his law, of his rules, of his name. They lied to him, to his face, and well, I think he took that personally. So no matter what you're going to say to him, pretty sure he's not going to listen to you. We'll see about that. I'm sure everyone has their price. <laughs> well, that's an interesting way to go about it, I suppose. Robbery. Master Gurnow is one who enjoys certain luxuries. However, if I can make a recommendation, maybe go see those friends of yours, talk some sense into them, get them to admit to their crime and apologize, and maybe the punishment be lessened. I should have a word with them. I know they're locked down south, but we can't cross tonight. Yeah, the ferry, uh, ferry stops running before dark. They'll be up again just after dawn. But it might be a bit difficult. My friends that I traveled here with, they've gotten themselves into trouble too. He just kind of shakes his head. Well, I tell you, you are surrounded by trouble, Mr. Dwarf. Maybe you better find yourselves a group of new friends, maybe, before they kind of pull you into it. Uh, we kind of keep each other straight. Well, I guess haven't been doing your share of things, haven't you? Because they're the ones in trouble. You're the ones sitting here with me. You got me there. Well, he kind of gets up at this point, takes the last kind of swig. He's like, well, wish you luck. Enjoy the city. Don't and, worry, that uh, drink's on me. Starting your bribery early, are you? Kind of pats you on the back. Well, 
I will go ahead and take you up on that offer. Tadis, Dwarf's got me. And he kind of comes over at this point, kind of gets in your face. Okay, Tom, okay, Tom, no problem. Uh, Dwarf's going to pay for your tab, no problem. You want to pay for the whole tab? Uh, the, the three more that you drank before this one and the two the two servings, you're going to pay for that as well, Dwarf, or is he just going to pay for the one drink? No, don't worry, I'll handle it all. No, I wasn't worried at all. I wasn't worried at all. Were you worried? What are you worried about? You're worried about me, aren't you? Worried about me because none of your friends are around. Now you're worried now as you're alone and by yourself. That old Timothy Titus is going to do something to you, right? You're going to wander up to your to your room. You got none of your friends around to protect you, and I'm going to come up there and I'm going to smother you. I'm going to beat you to death. I'm just going to take your head and just pound away on it like it's a drum. That's what you're thinking, isn't it? No, you wouldn't do that at all, right? Maybe I will not. Maybe I will. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm just kidding. Of course I won't do that. Are you crazy? I want to get I want to get as many nights out of you as I can before I pummel you into a little tiny piss. Uh, yeah, you point me out to the outhouse. That's too. I don't know what you put in it, but it's kind of got my tummy rumbling. Oh, I told you. Poison. Lots of it. Tons of poison. All the poison we could find. It's out back. That's why it's called that. Well, good night, Timothy. You too. And so you wander out. You say goodbye to the guards you spoke with. Uh, and uh, we'll cut to Daggett. Daggett, you have been uh, hiding in the shadows. Uh, you have been kind of, kind of trying to await some sort of signal. Go ahead and why don't you roll an awareness test? Um, is this to detect danger? Yes, indeed. Then I will use my armband of the Mirdan. Ah, okay. Uh huh. The thing that you've thrown away multiple <laughs> times. Uh, Discarded. Do I have to use the hope to get the plus two d six? Uh, for the for the armband, the armband you just get. Yeah. It. Okay, because it allows the player to achieve a magical success. That's with the hope, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the, yeah, that's that's the. Wait, are you talking about you're talking about the the item description? Yeah, yeah, the item description. Just read it literally. If it doesn't say spend a hope, then you're good. You can just do it. Okay. Are you are you actually taking the magical success? Uh, I am getting a great success. Okay. So you're sitting here, you're watching, it's late, you haven't seen them exit, uh, and you see the traffic on the roads has dwindled uh, to just maybe one or two every 10 minutes or so, uh, and it's mostly guards, when suddenly you hear uh, from the northeast a scream, a yell, like, ah! uh, as if someone uh, was attacked in pain, that kind of thing. Uh, you're able to, with your extra success, specifically localize it. You can see off to the north northeast. Remember, you're by the Red Palace, which is all those candles lit up. So there's a something like a beacon in the darkness, but it kind of sheds the light a little bit further. You can see there's a handful of what look like trees, maybe fruit trees off to the northwest and uh, and kind of in that kind of outer district area. You're pretty sure it's coming from over there. Uh, I wouldn't recognize the scream or anything. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't recognize this. Okay, it sounds just like make sure Gilly it's not a Renny or Gilly by a by a cart. Yeah. yeah, I'll start running to it. 
Okay. Uh, you start running over, uh, and when you look around, when you're kind of like, you get up to this, this looks like a, it's not even a, it's not a planned grove, but it almost looks like a grove of like apple trees. Uh, you feel this like cold wind sort of catch you off guard because it's been so hot of late, kind of rushing through the branches and the fruit. And you see no signs immediately of it, of, of like the source of it. But you do notice that there is a basket on the ground tipped over onto its side. And there's a handful of apples that have been spilt out and no sign uh, in the immediate area of who might have been carrying it. I will not go near that basket because a guard will see me near it and accuse me of stealing it or killing someone. Oh, you uh, so I will... some apples, are you? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not falling for it, Jeff. I'm not taking the bait. Okay. Uh, I will start looking around though, just like waiting and trying to check all the alleys and stuff. Uh, you can do like a scan. You can do, um, yeah, scan probably makes the most sense in this case. Yeah. I am so glad my tray is here. That's another great success. <laughs> she's she's taking all the hate. Like, was it a sinny <laughs> I'm person? I'm telling you, it's going, it's going to happen. That's what's going to happen <laughs> now. That's what yes. I bring to the party. <laughs> uh, great success. Okay, so I'll say you find two things then with those successes. First, you find uh, rustling around in this 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 big uncouth bush of of vegetation nearby you see it moving and you go over maybe you you take a weapon you kind of peer through the branches and you see there is a sheep that's just kind of cowering in fear and you see it just shaking and shaking and shaking Uh, the other thing you notice is uh, that as you're moving around this grove area you do find there are some what a crude drag marks that seem to be leading even further northeast, like kind of even to the further outer portions of the districts. Um, like towards the sheep is where the drag marks are going? No, away from this grove area. And the grove area, that's where the sheep is. It's just in a, hiding in a bush nearby. All right. Uh, I'll pull the sheep out, give it a little kick on the rump to get it going, uh, and I'll start following the drag marks. Okay. And it goes, Mah! and it starts... Starts running away, looking back over its shoulder, giving you a dirty look. Uh, so you start moving a little further, and I'll, I'll ping for you a little bit on the map, kind of where you're at. So uh, in the Tharabad map, you were, uh, let's see, actually, let me put it on here too. Uh, so you were kind of hiding out, kind of sort of near the Red Palace. You heard the sound a little bit further northeast, kind of in the area where I'm pinging now. And then now that you kind of start following these drag marks, it's taking you further and further to what was described to you as the ram. Now, the ram was once long ago like a a wall uh, that kind of enclosed the city. But now it's mostly just part road, part rubble. uh, And it just is there that kind of it still gives you the vague semblance that, that this was the sort of outer shape of the city. But that seems to be where it's taking you. Uh, now, when you get onto this road, or just before the the remnants of the ram, you you kind of you hear the sound of like clinking metals, and you look up, and you see a woman who's walking towards you. She's fairly tall, well clad suit of armor, and she says with a fairly thick accent, 
what seems to be the trouble. I I heard a scream. I came to investigate. She nods. Which way? I'll uh, point like the way the drag marks seem to be going. Okay. Do you continue or do you just let her handle it? Um, I'll definitely let her take point, but I'm going to follow along in a, I guess, lollygag. So you move out a little bit further uh, and you kind of pass through this sort of seam in the, in the, the wall. And as you do, you see that maybe about 30 feet away from you, barely on the edge of like your vision, you can see that there is a very large creature that seems to be dragging a man uh, who you're not sure if they're conscious or alive, but they're just sort of almost like getting ragdolled. They're sort of being dragged away and out of the city and kind of into the swampy areas. What would you like to do? You see that? I pointed out to her. She kind of looks down at you. She looks over at it. And you can see she starts, she kind of drops the spear and she starts hustling in the direction of that warg. What do you want to do? I'm going with her. Okay. So you start charging. I've been looking up. for a fight. Okay. So start 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 charging up. And this this creature just kind of stops at this point as it looks up and it sees that it's now has company. Its eyes kind of like you can see this sudden glow from either the moonlight or some of the some of the lantern light from the city kind of makes its eyes suddenly appear. And you hear and see like it start to sort of snarl a bit. And you can just kind of look at it and it's it's this giant shouldered huge haunches it's almost got this hump behind it but it looks very much like a wolf or a warg it's got this distorted looking face when its teeth get bared you see blood and saliva begin to drip down and as you start charging it does the same thing it leans back and then it does its classic warg leap and you just see it leap in the air and it's going to try to dive right on top of the two of you uh, go ahead if you can uh, make an athletics test See if I will able. spend a hope for a magical success. Okay. Uh, the the stone necklace around my neck starts to glow, and I will roll very poorly here. Okay. Yeah, just the one magic success. You tumble underneath and stand up on the other side as it lands down, and you can see the earth kind of kick up uh, all sorts of debris and dust. And then it sort of turns back around. Uh, we're not going to do full initiative, but what would you like to do here, Daggett? Uh, I will swing Block Fong at it. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> please. Please swing Block Fong. You're such a freak. <laughs> Good. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, that is three successes. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. What would you I've never had to? luck like this before. <laughs> what would you like to do with them? Uh, I would like to... Uh, I can't make it uh, piercing. I rolled a seven on the feet die. Um, so blow. just... Yeah, heavy blow twice. Uh, What's the total? Six, uh, 12, 18. Daggett, I would invite you to describe your kill. 
Hell yes! Let's just one shot this thing. Oh, all right. Uh, I really owe it to my trade, but she's not here right now. So uh, <laughs> the warg jumps over me, and I just kind of do a Kirk shoulder roll underneath it. And as it lands, it like spins around, and I'm already up and swinging my axe down where it's going to be, just hitting it right in the middle of the skull. And so it like whips around. The your axe comes through and just hewns right into its skull. You don't get clear through it. You feel the axe eventually stop, but you've gotten further enough through the bone. You wrench it free, and it lays and falls limp onto the ground. You look up, and you can see the woman kind of clad in this armor. Looks nothing like the bandit guards, by the way. She kind of looks down at you. She looks at the warg, and she just kind of gives you. A curt nod. And then she starts Thanks to walk for the away. Help. She just starts to walk away. She doesn't even say anything to you as you walk away. It was a pleasure meeting you. Continue to walk away. There's the man on the ground. Uh, yeah, I'll check the man. Uh, I'm not really a healer, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. He is not dead, but he is bleeding profusely uh, as he has suffered several bites claw marks and things. Uh, he appears to be unconscious. Uh, if you would like to try to sort of stem the bleeding in a way that might make him safer for travel, please go ahead and roll a healing test. I have zero pips in healing and an 18 target number. Uh, so I would need a Gandalf. Okay. Uh, you also have... Which uh, I did audience, not get. There's audience stuff too, don't forget. And Tolkien Pierce, so, thank you so much for those bits. Uh... I'll be like grabbing a whole bunch of moss, uh, which is probably just more like uh, dead grass around here. Uh, and I'll just be like kind of mashing it and trying to hold pressure. Uh, <laughs> but I really don't know what I'm doing. Just to rub dirt in it, just really and truly. <laughs> so as what my mom did for me. As you're literally rubbing dirt and infecting this wound, maybe you look up to to call out to see if the woman can help. And as you look up, you see as she's like walking back through the ram into the, the the ruins of the city. She never turns back and she just sort of fades and sort of dissipates and is no longer there. Oh, Gilly's gonna love that. Oh, crap, he's still bleeding. <laughs> so if you hurry, uh, you can probably bring him to like uh, one of the, the bandit guards or something like that by the, by the toll gate. You can bring him back somewhere inside the city. Uh, but he's definitely in not great shape. If you want to just sort of carry would it be him back. too far to drag him where I found where I saw Gillian Arenial went to the Red Palace? Yeah, would that Absolutely. be too far? Okay. No, you can I mean, create some sort of distraction that can pull people out of there. I guess I don't know. You are strong enough that I think you can just carry him if you would like. Okay. You don't have to drag him. Well, I I mean, heave you him can up. if you like. Uh, grass and dirt that I rubbed on him starts falling on top of me, uh, and I just start uh, hoofing it. Uh, to the Red Palace. Okay, and so what we'll say is um, you're going to get there roughly around the time when we see Gilly and Arineal, and then I would say for Daggett, you wouldn't know who this third person is, but the rest of us know it's Terraneth, are actually exiting the Red Palace, and they are on that main step that's in front of, remember, that has the two statues of Elendil and Isildur that Unfortunately, a ranger, a Rineal, couldn't identify it, if I recall. Uh, yeah, that was a bad roll. <laughs> Pretty much. The, the three of you, three of you exit. You're on the steps by these by these statues. There's a couple of the other bandit guards around, uh, chatting about whatever it is you're chatting. 
And you see coming up, there is a dwarf in the shadows carrying a man who is bleeding profusely. Uh, you all play the scene out. What does everyone Gilly, do? Gilly, I need help. I swear it wasn't me this time. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. And uh, Gilly starts rushing over. Okay. Uh, I, I, I started to like uh, clot the wound uh, with dirt and I oh, found some no. like grass. No, uh, thank, thank you for moss. trying. We need to have an a, a explanation on first aid, maybe one of these <laughs> days, but probably not right now. And she's got like her, her thing of water that she pulls I, out to pour on it to help clean I just, the wound. I saw there was a lot of blood, so I was trying to soak it up. Yeah, definitely um, pressure on the wound is is the way to go to, to stem the bleeding. Uh, this could hopefully not cause an infection. Um, and I would like to do a healing roll. Absolutely. Go right ahead. While you're doing that, one of the bandit guards came out. What's the meaning of this? Did this dwarf hurt and attack this man? Nothing. Nothing happened. (laughs) Nothing. No, no. Master now just released these people into Therabad. Don't don't worry. Don't worry. uh, Daggett, what happened? What what attacked this man? Don't remember. It, it was a warg. Uh, almost made it into the city. It was right on the city's edge. A war? A warg. You need to do oh. your job. Start guarding the city. I'll call the palace. No one's attacking the palace. What about your people outside the palace? Do you not care about them? How are you going to get your taxes without them being alive? I'm... Um. I mean, we've got other people do other garden. I just well turn away and from him. Did you He's did useless. you kill it? Is it dead at least? Of course it's dead. Oh, what kind of question wait, is that? I'm just confirming. Uh, and I I pass. I get a great success on this guy. And you're able to staunch the bleeding. Everything's okay. He's gonna need. It's gonna take a while probably for this this man to recover. Uh, he probably needs a place to rest. Uh, yeah. the the guard doesn't. No, it doesn't know who this guy is, has no identifying, but that's not necessarily surprising, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but you're not sure exactly who this man is. You just know that he was kind of picking apples in the outer district where he shouldn't have been at this time of night, technically. Uh, okay. Sir, Does Taras know this guard just visually? Like, is this someone? The guard that, you're talking? The guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not the guard, not, not the guy. The guard. Oh, the guard? I'm sure you would probably have had encounters with all of the guards at some point. So I'm I'm using that that familiarity then to to sort of talk him down. Like okay. don't nah, they're they're with me. Don't I mean they okay. look a lot more uh I, I don't don't worry about it. Okay. Who are you? Uh, well, uh, Master <laughs> Dwarf, I, I'm happy to introduce myself. Once we leave this place. Okay. Uh, side uh, off topic. This poor man. Do we have a place where we can take him to be healed? And and she's saying this to the guard. Can we uh, just take? Uh, him? Can we? Like, can we just take him to the uh, to the weapons room on on the first on the ground floor? Can we just take him over there? It probably don't need to keep him there for longer than a little bit. Okay, but you can bring him inside. We'll fetch a healer. Fine, hurry up. Let's go. I'm not carrying him. I don't want to get no, no, me you, too. You don't don't have to carry him. I, I'll I'll take him in, and I will help Gidley. And he kind of leans down and looks at Daggett a little bit. He's like, "You one of them dwarves is working on the bridge. You're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be on the middle island." 
No, no, no. We just came in today. We just came in today. I'm sorry, ma'am, but you're not a dwarf. Not sure if you've seen, but you're quite tall. This here yes, is a dwarf. I'm just saying this is a traveling companion of mine, so I can vouch for the fact that he was not working on something earlier. So Terranith is vouching for you, and then you're vouching for him. So by the transitive property, it means that Terranith is vouching for the dwarf. That's, okay, that's right. That's I right. think that works out then. You can go ahead, bring him in. I'll, I'll fetch a healer. I'll take care Thank of it. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. I did, I did, he just needs to rest. Uh, he, he should be fine. Young lady, young lady, I'm going to fetch a healer and then they'll decide what the proper course of action is going to be. Oh my goodness. Is, is this your child, young? And she kind of looks again over at Arineal. <laughs> and, and she just looks at her, and Gilly just looks at Arineal and just like shakes her head like it's not worth it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, I would it. suggest uh, we just take the man to the weapons room. As we discussed, yes, thank you, Taryn. Let's 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 and she let lets you pick him up mostly, and she like shakes <laughs> his hand as I follow you into the, back into the building. And Arinial's gonna lean over to Daggett. Uh, you, what you, are we doing? We're friends with the guards now. <laughs> I, I, you you took out the work, uh, j- just you, or more than one of you? Of course, it was just me. Well, where's? I'm assuming you you were trying to assist us. Uh, what about? And she's just sort of covering her mouth as she kind of talks, like it was just you. Or it was you? just me. No, no one else was. You trying... think I can't kill a ward by myself? Oh no, 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 no! I, I was more just wondering if you were the only one that was trying to bring get us out of here. Oh, oh, uh. Floy said he thought you were good. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Um yeah, so that's I I don't know you I, I don't think I, I knew you then, but that's my friend uh Tara. She's why also, are we friends with the guards? I, I have They're I, the ones who robbed us on the way in. Yes, I am quite curious myself. I have not seen her since uh, two Yules ago, we spent some time together and we have not seen each other since. It is quite quite the good fortune that she is here and was able to get us out uh, so quickly. How well do you know her? Is she, if it's been two Yules, she could be one of these thugs now. No. It's just not possible. It's possible. And Arineal just sort of folds her arms. Okay. It is just not possible. So meanwhile, uh, as you're doing this, like you hear the guards, like you overhear the guards kind of say, the transitive property is when you have, mo-, and he's like explaining it. And then there's the associative property. Oh, I'm very good with mathematics. You know, my mother wanted me to be an engineer, but uh, then she died and, uh, it was a very sad story. Anyhow, uh, we've taken your man uh, into inside uh, and uh, attending to the healer. The, the they've gone and made sure they had a nice pile of dirt to rub into the wounds so that it heals up all, all properly. I'm it's sorry, I'm infection. sorry, Miss Infection. What's that? 
and Gilly's just like, we should go back home to sleep. Uh, Titus, you have a home here? No, we're with we're at the inn with Titus. Okay. Uh, well, I think you should probably return to the bridge inn instead of loitering in front of the Red Palace. I would not want to arrest all of you again uh, for loitering this time. So off with you. You, you are you're you're right. Of course, we'll we'll go we'll go. And uh, Tara will say to Gilly quietly, like, "There's no reason for them to do anything but to heal this man. Uh, he'll be fine." Let's let's just go. Yeah, well, we have can, a great can, night, sir. It was so nice to later. meet you. And then Gilly turns and she just starts stomping back towards the end. <laughs> Wait, we'll go. She's coming with us. Don't you have some sort of barracks to hole up in, or no? I see. I'm to... seeing with uh, with Titus. Sure. He has the best rooms in in town. Are you staying with Titus? You should stay with Titus. And she says to Arminial. We had been uh, staying with Titus. Uh this the stew is the stew is is good. Oh, he likes to right. joke about it being poisoned. I I don't think it's poisoned. I I did have a bad stomach the first day, but I don't think it was poison. Okay, that's that it is. potentially could be poison and it's just a minimal amount. Maybe and eventually you're building up a resistance to Maybe. it. So he's helping probably the entire city by helping you all be resistant to poison. And I think that's a that's a smart decision because poison could be dangerous. He is oddly kind. So that does sound like a version of his kindness. He reminds me of home, honestly. Uh it's it's a breath of fresh air. Why are we still talking about the stew? Is she? Do you work for Master Gurnow or not? I. It, it's complicated, Master. I mean, she knows a Reniel, so she's she's fine. Complicated. A yes or a no would answer the question. I. I work for Master Gurnow in that I get so you're a thief. For All right, him. it's settled. I have done some thieving, but I wouldn't call myself a thief. Just like I am sure you have done some killing, but you wouldn't call yourself a killer. Or would um, you call yourself a killer? And a cocks his head and thinks about it. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean you you did just take out that wharf, uh, that warg uh all by yourself, right? Just, you killed just a warg by yourself. Michael Dorn is gone. Once Gilly <laughs> sorry. hears that, so she sorry. gives Daggett an aggressive high five. That is incredible, Master Dwarf. You killed a war goal by yourself. There have been, um, actually, every, um, I would, I would look an audience with you. I didn't expect to see you in town, but now that you are here, I could use the help. Well, most certainly. And and the, when I last I saw you, you helped me craft that song of our. Uh, Fellowship's adventures so so far. And Did you end up finding a rhyme for Hobbit? I I don't I don't. She did that. something like Bobbit or something. <laughs> We're still actively working on it. Right, right. I think we. Yes, it was Bobbit or some such. Thing. Let's let's get off these streets before we're arrested again. If we could yeah, please head to. I have a brother named Conversation. <laughs> 
say you're having this conversation as you work your way back yeah. to the yeah. bridge in. Right. Yeah. Well, so is you push, Floy still up when we we're get gonna to say, the bridge in? Floy, are you still up as they push yeah, the door Yeah, push the open? door out to the outhouse. <laughs> Guys, you're back. <laughs> I've been so worried about you. He's got toilet paper on his boot. You you were so worried about us. You came back here. We've known this one, and she points to Daggett, for a few months, and he ensures our safety and you... Uh, oh, I have good personal business. I had a bit of an emergency. It, and I, you're original. I, he did come out of the outhouse, and he did have four bowls of stew. I knew you'd be fine. You're you're back on one he, piece. It looks like you even made a friend. I, who is this? I I didn't make I. Well, I, I mean, I did make a friend, but it was many many years ago that I made the friend. If you remember, a few years years ago, I told you I hung out with my friend Terranus. I, I might have been listening or not, but could you reintroduce me? Uh, and <laughs> Reniel is just so just distraught with Floyd right now. <laughs> and she just sort of like sighs a little bit and then just sort of like sort of gestures over to Tara. She generally takes care of her own introductions. Uh, I'm I'm Tara. Uh, Master I, I don't think I've been formally introduced to you either. She says to Daggett and neither you, uh, Miss Miss Hobbit, and uh, sorry, is that the meta? Is that the proper honorific? Because I, I it is, wants to it, handle it. It's, it's a moment of like it is. It is something she's saying with like uh, with, yeah, with yeah, yeah, respect. Yeah. Like she's like okay. Uh, now I am. Uh, I am Darren Earth. I am uh, similar to a perennial. I am a ranger of the north but we keep that quiet in these parts uh, well met uh, Tyrannith. i am floyd south for being from the north but there's just there's more people down here i do better with more people oh this is this is why we have the friendship where we maybe see each other every few mules uh Tara is much more into talking to lots of people all the time than I am. So but- uh, Meta Eridius described Tara as her drinking gal pal who she could only take in small doses, which was obviously a huge stretch for me roleplay-wise. <laughs> but uh, so, so that's who this character is. It is fantastic that like one line in my note of uh, what I did a few years ago of literally just Terranus, drinking (laughs) gal, fun in small doses, has now uh, turned into an actual member of the fellowship. So great. And Aurelia would turn to Tara, though, after sort of the introductions happen and just say, I I have to ask, though, and I, I think we are all curious, how exactly did you find yourself in the employ of the master here i i well and uh she will she kind of says like with some familiarity of like you know you know how the p- people in charge are it's like no they are so i i requested a posting in tharbad and they said that i would be able to if i could 
really understand some of the rumors that were being circulated. There are uh, there's a shadowy figure who apparently controls several wargs, which is why I'm very interested to hear more about this warg that your friend killed, uh, because they are not seen individually in these parts as much. Um, so I'm curious to hear more about that. But once I, I got here, I learned very quickly, as I'm sure you already have as well, which is that you don't get very far without Master Gurna's fingers in the places that you need to get. He keeps a very tight hold of everything. It is very smart to work for him when you're in, in town. If you want to get anything done. Sorry, go ahead, Floy. I was going to say how to go with Master Gurnow. It seems he released you. It could have gone better. <laughs> Tara laughs uncomfortably. <laughs> but I, I think it's okay. As long as we uh, give him his proper respects, he is, he is fine. Yeah, so if uh, Reniel and I get caught doing anything else again, we're probably going to get put in the pillory uh, and Terraneth as well. Uh, so let's avoid that, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of the pillory, we should go see the dwarves tomorrow morning. Yes, I agree. Let's get some rest, I guess. Uh, this Reneth, is a very inventful. Are you one of those that put those dwarves in the pillory? I am not. I sadly got here. I I was sadly unable to do much about that. It was unfortunate, and it should not have happened. Well, I am Daggett, son of Snook, and I do not take kindly to tyrants and thugs, so tread carefully. I would uh, be a little softer about that around Master now. He is both. <laughs> oh, I know. So we'll say that you you had some of this conversation outside in front of this this, this outhouse, and you work your way. <laughs> the drunk guy tried to get in. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I can't hold it longer. And you open the door. Standing right there as you open the door is the six foot five frame of Timothy Titus with his giant giant hands. The place is empty. It's just him at this point. Hello, good evening. Are you going to sleep? Would you, do, do you need anything else tonight, Cap? Do you need something like a mitt on your pillow or something like that? I've got some brandy. It's not really brandy. It's really just brew, but I can make it and say it's brandy, and I can put a little cinnamon in it if you want that. Well, I'll take some of that. And milk. I've got milk if you want. If no, you want no, no milk. milk. No milk. No milk. I, no milk. Floyer, are you okay? <laughs> so okay, okay, okay. The rest of you, Miss Gilly, Miss Gilly. I'm just, I'm just ready to go to bed. Okay, okay. You right raw right here. I'm gonna get the other thing. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna carry you up and I put you in the bed and I'm gonna tuck you in so tight that if you wanted to get out in the middle of the night, you wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to. And okay. he kind of runs off. Sounds. And, and okay. Gilly just is tired and waits there. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll say, we'll say, seed passes. Anyone who wants a nightcap gets it. Gilly gets the the most aggressive tuck-in in her life 
but he's very nice about it. I imagine then, I'm like in a room with with Arinial, so there's two yes. beds on either side. Yes. And Arinial's just sitting there watching as I'm getting aggressively just <laughs> in. And yeah, you're aggressively tucked in. He's like, what about you, Mr. Arinial? Would you like to get aggressively tucked in as well? Do I look like I want to get tucked in? And if she makes the like me, meanest... I'm say yes. So you probably no. shouldn't leave it up to me. You probably no. should actually say the answer. Okay, okay, no. okay, 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 okay. Good night. Meanwhile, Karis is waiting outside, waiting for the tucket. Just like <laughs> Titus, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> so he just goes up and down the floor, just talking to people that wants. All right, so we'll say night passes uneventfully. You guys are I'm fine. spiking the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah oh one of the things that the 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 uh the original four we forgot to do when we arrived by the way we forgot to do our travel end so uh we should do that really fast because you're about to get a, a full night's sleep uh so turn you don't have to worry about it you don't you don't have any travel fatigue uh but the rest of you we should have done this already but uh let's go ahead and, and figure that out so we we're excited yeah so you first of all, so whatever you, if you have a mount, uh, you can subtract uh, the the mount's vigor from the fatigue that you might have accrued during the travel. Mm-hmm. Two for and, my pony, and One then for you me. perfect, and then roll a travel test. And for each success, uh, you uh, reduce your fatigue by one. Oh, I got a great success. So you would be able to remove two more. Yep. I also got a great success. Same thing for you. Two Uh more. Renial did not roll as she does not take fatigue during travel. Oh, how do you not take (laughs) fatigue? What ability gives you (laughs) You both have it now, right? Like Taraneth is going to have this too, right? Uh, It's It's a ranger thing, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. I can't remember if it came with character creation or for something that I got. It's probably not even a real thing. And Melissa's just been cheating this whole time. (laughs) People who know the game are like, what is he doing? Why is he letting her not have the team? There you go with Nightbot. All right. Morning will come. You can, and then since you're having a full night's rest, prolonged rest, those of you can remove an additional fatigue if you have one. Uh, And we are back. Morning is has come. Uh, the uh, dawn has, has has sun has risen. Uh, the light comes through the windows in your rooms. Uh, I'm not going to get too creepy with Titus, who's not waiting there to help you out of bed, Gilly. But you probably need a little bit of Reniel's help because the tuck yeah. is significant. <laughs> but we'll say you all eventually kind of go through your morning process. You wake up in the morning. You go downstairs. You get some breakfast, etc. And you are together. Morning of Tharbad. What's the plan? What do you guys want to do? Uh, one thing, uh, bookkeeping. Uh, could I, since we're ending the travel, does that make an adventuring phase? Could I spend a fellowship to regain a hope? Yes. Yep. Okay. Thank you. That is fine. Okay. Yes, we took. We basically took a long rest, so that's when that can happen. Cool. So. You are, what is the plan? You're, you have Tharbat, you have all sorts of these little rumors and things going on, uh, wargs, this huntsman figure, issues with, uh, with Thorvim and Thebe, the dwarves that are, that are in the south side, other places in the city. What, what do you guys feel like doing? 
as for, as we're kind of getting, uh, sorry, Stephen, go ahead. No, you first. Uh, I was I was just gonna say as as we're getting together in the morning, um, I think Tara will ask to speak with everybody um, to get some help on on the things she's been kind of following up on. That gives you a scowl. Unless, of course, there are there was a specific reason for you to come here. Well, we can hear about your issues that you've encountered, but I'd like to go visit our friends down south. Yeah, we do need to check in with Orbum and TV. It's a great injustice to pillory dwarves for public shaming. I agree. Tara, you can update us while you show us how to catch the ferry. Certainly. Okay. Easily enough. Uh, easy enough done. I played the wrong track. Uh, that's easily enough. Uh, so you head on out uh, and you kind of get down by the north bank. Uh, the ferries come every so often. Uh, usually there's, they wait for a couple people, then they kind of travel across. Uh, but there's, now that you're in, in the light of day, those of you who are, are new to the city, uh, you can much much more easily tell the sheer ruin of the place. Like it was somewhat lost in the darkness and in the you know, sort of the sunset. But here it, there is, I would say, especially for the dwarves, maybe even for Gilly being a scholar, like as you're, as you're moving through the streets, like it's, it's, it's abundantly clear how this place must have been majestic and immense at one point in time. And to see where it is now, where walls are crumbling where masonry is sort of clearly decaying in some fashion, uh, where newer newer kind of patching has been done at far lesser quality than the whoever it was that designed these buildings and these roads prior. So it's it's an even more kind of dour look. It's also a busier uh, busier city in the morning as you're seeing people moving about here and there. Some are also trying to get on the ferry to either go to the Middle Island or go into the South Bank. Others are kind of coming and going from the city. Some are venturing northward to some of the farms. Some are kind of going to the markets here and there. But eventually you head you head southward and you kind of wait around and you will in fact get on one of these one of these ferries. Uh, when you make it when you kind of start venturing across the water, you can tell the water is murky as can be. You cannot see the bottom. It's very dark. It's very muddy in some cases. Uh, they're kind of using these long poles. There's oars, but they're using mostly these poles to kind of push across. Uh, the ferry master is sort of explaining to you as you, tra- you kind of travel that like di- dangerous waters don't want to go swimming around in these. There's all sorts of strange little creepy crawlies. I heard, you know, from down in Long Dare, there used to be a, a giant monster that used to be swimming around. I uh, used to kind of attack some of the boats coming up from the ocean there. But uh we don't really have that problem around here. Most boats can't even make it through here. Only the small ones, like this one and like a few of the others. But you try to get a big enough boat through here, well, it'll just get torn up with all the various sundries and growth and things like that that have been built up. Uh, so be careful around here. You're liable to kind of get your foot caught or your arm caught and get dragged down here and there. 
Wouldn't it be the first time we've had people had to fish some, some drowned folk out of the river? Wouldn't be the first time at all. So, you know, that's why you've got to make sure you get on your ferries. Don't go getting any broad ideas to do it yourself. Okay. All right. That'll be, uh, that'll be for silver. And he kind of like hands over as he kind of goes through this whole process. Um, as so as you, uh, after yeah, he talks of terror, terrible ass, like, uh, you obviously know much more than what there is to know about this area. I have been looking for uh, a friend of mine that would have arrived with a large pack of animals, probably sometime after sunset in uh, the previous few weeks. Have you heard of anything like that? Face gets really pale all of a sudden. Friends? Friends? No, no, not friends. Just, just pe- people. Starts to back I away know. from you just, slightly. Just, just people I know. People I know. Oh, I've heard, I've heard things. I've heard things. There's been things on the river. Yeah, yeah. With those dark sails, all uh, creepy boat, and some fella with a green lantern just sort of hanging off there in the. And uh, Jarnas in the dark gets real serious. <laughs> what <laughs> like, have you heard of the huntsman? I mean, that's what people call the fellow. I don't know if that's his real name or not, but I haven't seen it myself. Well, I've, uh, others have. Uh, it came through not too long ago, maybe a fortnight, three weeks, maybe a month, not sure. But they saw the dark sails on the river kind of come up from, from Londair and they've been... I'm surprised the boat was small enough to ferry these waters. It's not a big ship. It's not a big ship. This may be you know, big enough for Is a dozen. It's still, still docked here. Did you? No, see no, it no, 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 no. Did it didn't it? You know, didn't dock here. And you never see it. You never see it during the lot. You only see it. I, I again, I haven't seen it. But mm. those who've seen it said that when they were looking at it, there was a figure standing on it, tall as can be. It's like their clothes and their cloaks and the, and the shadow all kind of wrapped around them like it was all one thing. And if that wasn't enough to terrify you and make you wet your skivvies, then it turns and it looks at you with eyes of fire. And then and then you just hear in your voice just the whispers start coming. And they talk. At least that's what they told me. I, I, no, again, I, no. I haven't seen it myself. You are brave for even hearing the stories. And Gilly just kind of like looks at Arunial and Floyd with like those wide eyes, like, oh no. So uh, Arunial, you you have definitely seen this version of Tara before, like her like sussing out rumors and and like this is kind of her shtick, mm-hmm. uh, and so you this is not unfamiliar to you, uh, but but for everybody else it might be a, a little bit weird that. Random person is randomly asking <laughs> questions about servants of the shadow. <laughs> well, and when we get a, if we um, are away from him a little bit, we she might just sort of kind of mention like we've when you get off the ferry, similar ships with similar sails, but nowhere close to here. What I have heard is that. Uh, a few weeks ago and it really does uh, relate to what the man just said to us, which was that a few weeks ago with some sails, some dark sails on a ship carried the huntsman 
and his pack of wargs into town and he has been attacking farms uh i i i don't know exactly what the stories are vague and they are still uh, too new for anyone to report with any veracity And uh, before all this, I, I, I would like to say that Tarnath has specifically asked Avernil if she might accompany them on their on their travel. I would love to to have you and I, I think you and uh you and Gilly both are lovers of the lore and the stories that I've always appreciated when you share those with me. And Gilly has quite the uh the journals of all of our travels and all of the things that we have come across. And she'll let me read them. And she seems really nice. And we actually just ask her really nice. If Gilly's nearby and she overhears it, she'll like look at you slightly. Maybe. You definitely hear it. Turn is not discreet. Art. <laughs> I love art. <laughs> and then she gets closer to you and she whispers, and dwarves? I love dwarves. Okay, no judgment. Dwarves love and, I will, me. and she'll she'll let you look through her journal and like read her stories and stuff. And you'll see like in the margins, there's like drawings of like it starts out really innocent of just like nature and stuff. And then eventually you can tell when she made it to like Glad Rock, Gladstone. Amazing. And uh <laughs> you're just like, so oh you are incredibly talented, Miss Kittlegrass. Oh, thank, thank you. I no one else will see these. No, uh, no, I certainly. Refuse. <laughs> that looks a little like Daggett. <laughs> There's several that probably look like Floyd, I would imagine. And his brothers <laughs> and his sisters, yeah. whatever he has. Yeah, the whole family, the whole Floyd family. All right, so Amazing. you get off on the south bank. There's that other, so the other side of the, and, and as you're passing by, you see the, the middle island as well. So you pass by the middle island, you can see there's crafters at work. And it's like, it's it's a sort of a dense island. Like there's mm-hmm. there's forages on merchant stalls, on, you know, carpent, you know, carpentry areas. Like everything is on top of each other. From a distance, you can see some dwarves working, but you also see plenty of humans and such as well. But they're all kind of cramped right on top of one another. Uh, like they barely have any space. You see the bridge as well. The bridge, like it, it's that one of those types of bridges has a series of arches, almost like hopscotching across the, uh, you know, across the river. Uh, but several chunks are just missing. You can see, I would say, Floy and Daggett especially. You can see that there have been some kind of reinforcement beans have been sort of started to be put into place as if kind of getting ready to start trying to rebuild it. But you don't see any actual rebuilding process, just sort of like the early stages of it. Uh, when you when you get across, there's this tall tower. It's the Ringle Tower. Tanneneth would know the name of it. The rest of you, if you if you were talking enough to Titus last night, he probably would have told you. Uh, this is the city garrison. So this is where most of those uh, most of those guards kind of stay with here. And like you can see, there's a huge chunk of them kind of just lingering outside. Uh, some are are smoking. Some are drinking. Some are like kind of getting ready to move off on their uh, on whatever it is they're doing. A few of them uh, are kind of walking southwards, some of them are waiting for the ferry, etc. Um, if you're looking specifically, uh, so is the, the first, I would imagine, the first thing is we're going to see Thorvim and Thievi, right? Yeah, I'm going to look for where they're held up. 
Yeah. So if you if you ask Taraneth, Taraneth can tell you, or you know, you maybe have already gotten it from Titus, but you start heading to a place called the Stone of the Two Kingdoms. Because that's what it's sort of vaguely called. Uh, and so on the map, you basically have to venture northeast up the the coast of the river. And when you get there, uh, you can see that there is a very beautiful marble column that's just sort of extending up into the sky a bit. Uh, and while you can recognize that there is a significant amount of kind of ornate and grandiose like architecture and, and stone craft around here, uh, you also can see uh, that there is a gallows. Uh, there's no one currently on it. There's no ropes hanging from it, but you can see the gallows has been built and it's there. You can see that there are stocks and there are pillories. And within the pillories, you notice that these two bushy heads, you know, kind of sticking out there. You see there's a crowd of folks that's kind of nearby, but they're not, nothing's being thrown at them currently. No one's sort of like uh, sort of doing anything negative, but they're kind of waiting around, kind of watching here and there. And there are a couple of Gurnow's men uh, that are in the area as well that just seems to be kind of waiting around, watching, making sure nothing, nothing funny happens. Uh, so, what do y'all want to do? Like to get as close as possible to sort of identify the bushy heads. I'll say you get within maybe ten feet. Uh, maybe you probably are able to identify even sooner. But even within ten feet, and you can see the head kind of tilts up, and you see a dirtier, greasier, which is saying something. Uh, probably even a little skinnier, uh, Thorvum. You see, looks up at you. He's like, Floor? Floor, is that you? Oh, uh, yes. It's... Still kind of looking, his eyes squinting. Is that you? That's oh, my eye. Uh, my eye is deceiving. Davey, wake up. Davey, we've got visitors. We've got visitors. And he kind of turns his head to the side, and you see Phoebe's head kind of come up. She got that her her normally kind of fluffy, beautiful beard is all kind of greasy and matted down against her skin a bit as she looks up at you. And she's like, Oh. Remember, between the two, Thor Thorvum does the talking, Thebe does the decision making, and it's kind of like they're back and forth. Uh, but when Thorvum looks up at you, he's just like, I wasn't sure if it was you, because I haven't fed us for much for two days. I thought maybe I uh I'm saying things like to. Oh, I'm being good. Flesh. I heard it's good you to see you, cousin. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you as well. But it seems you're in rough conditions. We've had better times. Better times, you know. Um, I would probably rank this slightly uh, behind our time up north, uh, but definitely ahead of uh, when Rotag and the others, uh, you know moved through the hills and, and took out my folk. So, you know, it's, it could be better, could be worse. You know how it is. How long have they had you strung up here? Uh, two days, I think. It's hard to tell. What we, we take a lot of naps, but we wake up with a lot of discomfort. I come out and say, what time is it right about now? Is it just a wee, wee bit past... Breakfast, so it's not quite... They usually come around midday to ask us to confess or something, and then they leave us here for another day, and then they come out again. At least that's how it's been the last couple of days. 
oh, we, we've been hearing around town. Everyone's saying you guys are villains almost. Uh, it's a strange town. It's not quite what I expected when we took on the contract. We've been here a few times before, but most of the times we, we just were in and out pretty fast. I can say uh, good things and bad in most anybody. Uh, I will say I did care for Bree a bit more than here, to be honest. Better sights, that's for sure. Nicer architecture in some ways. But comfortable beds uh, in Bree? How much did uh, they pay you for the contract? Oh, well, it was a fair contract. It was fair. And he'll rattle off some sort of long, he'll kind of go off for about five minutes on the contract and like what was, you know, what was required of them, what they were getting paid. It's very complicated. I don't have a copy of it anymore. I have it on file somewhere. Don't worry, though. It was all in the up and up. Uh, however, uh, these folk were not particularly forthcoming about the conditions for workers. They tried to drop us in the middle of, and he's trying to tilt his head and like not and every time he's just like, that's right. I'm in a pillory. Never mind. Uh, and he's like, they dropped us in the middle of a very taut, no space, no room for nothing. And then they wouldn't let us leave. We couldn't even hop on a ferry and get off the island and go get a beer at a pub. Yeah, it wasn't in the contract at all. So, yeah, we took matters into our own hands and that's that. And he's always just like constantly wincing his faces and he's like kind of burnt sun, you know, sunburnt on his face. Tops of his ears are like bright purple. I'll, uh, that's, well, uh, sorry, Dick. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. No, uh, no go ahead. I will uh, pull out my water skin and mm -hmm. start walking towards them. I am Daggett, uh, hi, hi, son hi. of Snook. Now fading and now now fading the prisoners. Now now now. I'm ignoring that, that guy. I'm I'm still like I can't even hear him. Okay, <laughs> and so you get up to ah uh, shit, and then he starts coming over, and he, you feel a hand on the back of your shoulder, like no, Mister Dwarf, absolutely not. Them's against the rules, and he puts a hand down on your shoulder as you're like two feet away. What are you doing? I pull back violently. Uh, I don't like a shove him or anything but i definitely like take a step back and like go into a combat stance you better watch yourself there mr dwarf you better how watch dare yourself you touch me how dare you break the master's rules you're within his i've city. read the rules there is nothing about feeding dwarves and pillories there's rules in this punishment and they broke rules and they're suffering punishment and if they would just admit to their crime and apologize, then maybe they wouldn't be here. Captain, what are you seeking a confession for? They need to admit that they were in fact fleeing the city. They need to admit the fact that they broke their contract with the masters. And they need to agree to go ahead and return to work and uphold the contract that was signed in good faith with the master. And uh, Tara will, will look over at that. And what part of this confession troubles you? You're talking to, to, the, to the dwarves? To the or dwarves. Talking to... I'm talking to the dwarves. And he kind of looks, he tries to look at you like, what? 
Sorry, I can't quite see it. Uh, no, where no, are you? I'm, I'm sorry. Are you over here? I'll, no, I'll, no, that's not I'll here. Someone else. I'll, I'm over here. Oh, oh, there you are. There you are. I'll uh, bend down and, and kneel so that I'm eye contact. The biggest, uh, I would say, is having to continue the work under the conditions in which they have expected us to work, and that some of our brethren, which we talked into coming with us, uh, into uh, this endeavor, uh, and they are still on the Middle Island, unable to leave. And until such conditions can be improved, we will not continue the contract, and we will not follow through as we deem that the conditions that he, Master Gurnow, has asked us to work in do not meet the spirit of the contract we signed. That is reasonable. Thank you for the explanation. I and, will uh, take a knee in front of them. Okay. As I was saying, I am Daggett, son of Snook. And I promise you, I will see you in better condition before I leave the city. It's very kind of you, uh, Mr. Daggett. Uh, and the friend of uh, my cousin Floyd is uh, he's a friend of ours. I'm Thorvum. This is my... And he kind of looks around... Associate baby. And Daggett, you would be able to, and, and Gilly and Arineal, you know already, but Daggett, you would also look at her, and you know that like dwarves are kind of they don't really dwarf dwarf women and dwarf men are kind of confused for each other by people who don't know, like for by non-dwarves, right? Uh but dwarves know. Dwarves it's can the beards. tell. It's the beards, yeah. So that's how that's how we're playing, and not uh, that's how we, we do it in our version. Uh, but yeah, he said, and this is Steve, and she, she kind of looks over at you, just kind of tilt her head. Hello. The pledge is to you as well. Okay. She's, she doesn't speak a lot. Okay. Uh, Tara walks up at the guards, um, and wants to have a conversation with them, but if anybody else wants to do anything first, um, do that. Arinia wanted in a fight. to try to take um, just a bit of her um, kind of the cloth sort of at the end of the sleeve of her cloak um, and take a little bit of kind of the water skin and she's going to see if she can go over and just sort of like kind of pat their brow and she's like not providing food and she's just sort of seeing if this is going to be uh, acceptable. Okay. Uh, so you do that. Push the limits, over. Jeff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I have no problem if you guys want to get into a fight <laughs> with the, uh, the ruling, uh, the ruling bandit guards of this city. I have no problem with that. Uh, your, uh, your shadow points might, but uh, I won't have a problem. No, you you go over and you you got you're like holding up the cloth, and he looks over at you. He looks at Taraneth, and he's like, "Fawn, go ahead, go ahead." And Master Dwarf, if you it, we're we're getting ready to feed them anyhow. If you want to give them water, give them water. Hey, that's he's, that was to you, Daggett. Yeah, uh, I'll give them water, and uh, I'll pull out some rations as well, and make sure they get some decent food. You can see uh, well, the the look on the guard's face is just sort of 
just you pushing it, but he doesn't he doesn't do anything. I'm I'm gonna very specifically talk to the guard to try and turn his attention away. Um and I will like I understand that it is your job to keep the prisoners in check and to get a confession, but it is not your job to make sure contracts are written with the spirit that is intended for them. So I would argue that your seeking of a confession is overstepping your bounds. I think you're you're missing the point of what my role in this is. I'm here just to make sure no one comes and tries to break them out. I was just explaining the greater situation. Whether or not they stay in these pillories and whether or not they admit to whatever they did, that's a higher pay grade than I particularly have. But until someone of rank and order tells me otherwise, they stay in the pillories and we follow proper procedure. And the procedures have been laid down quite clearly by the master, who you know, and I'm going to follow the rules. Because as you know, when one does not follow the rules, there are repercussions, as these dwarves are now facing. I'm confident I can get you those orders. If you think so... By all means, do what you like. But until I'm told by a superior of rank or by Master Gurnow himself, they remain pilloried and I'll remain on watch to ensure they are not harassed unduly or now in trials to break them free. I understand. You are doing your job. And date on him. Oh, of them. How many associates have you brought? Davey, myself, and then there's uh, one. I don't have my fingers. I can't see them. To can't. Uh, hold up your fingers. Stop. Yeah, you one. can use mine here. Okay. One, two, six, eight, two. It, more than your hand, but less than two hands. <laughs> and still on the aisle. Indeed, all of them. We were going to go first. He's kind of like looking up and tearing at this, kind of pulled the guards away at this point, so you kind of talk a little bit more honestly. We pulled, we were going to go first, and we were going to see if we can find a way out. We heard maybe we could sneak into the, the swan fleet, the marshes, maybe lose them in there. There's rumors of folk in there that might be friendly. And if that didn't work, we were just going to use it to circumvent and try to sneak over onto the Great Road and head north and eventually make it to Bree we were talking about going. But we wanted to make sure we can find a way out of the city first. Unfortunately, uh, we failed in that endeavor. So this bridge, the conditions you speak of, you don't want to finish it. We signed a contract in good faith. We had every intention of living within the city and repairing the bridge as best we can. It's not of our design, of course, but we can make it functional. 
suitable for travel again. However, we are not treated well. We have we have to share beds. We are delivered food. We're not allowed to freedom to move around the city at our own accord. They keep us in all of the other crafters, the brewers, the carpenters, fletchers, armor crafters, everyone, dwarf or human, they're down there on, on the island and they can't leave. They have they have a brewmaster who makes the most exquisite brews. If he was in a better place, Bree, for instance, or if he even ventured southward all the way down to the human city of Gondor, he would find much greater purpose and success. But he's afraid to leave because he's threats to his product that they're going to destroy his cast, destroy his tools, and he would never be able to recover. They get they get these talented folk and they put them on the on the island and they they just use their the fear and then they trap them there and then they get all of their goods and things that help build the city up and all for the sake, all for the excuse of it's necessary to keep Tharbad running. And maybe that's true. Maybe it is true because this place is dying and there are dangers and the city is not all bad either. But you got to want to be here. you got to be inspired to be here and do that work. You can't be forced to be here. And that's what he was doing to us. This Gurnell fellow, you've met with him. We were taken before him. We were trod and questioned us and such. And he wanted us to admit that we broke contract. And I said, and as they be directed me to, that it was not I who broke the contract. It was he who broke the contract. And that is the dilemma. The consequences of breaking this contract. He just puts you here. For now, he's too he's too cowardly to kill us because he knows if he kills us, then the rest of the dwarves, well, they're not going to work. So he puts us here and we suffer the indignity of this. But we've suffered worse. He suffered worse with you. Forward in the north. Those were good days, though. We had purpose. Now we're just... Waiting around in a city that's dying, doing work for a man who's just hanging on, keeping his power for the last remaining years of his life. I've yet to meet him. Mm, he's not particularly impressive. And what do you guys think, Iridial, Gilly? Is this the man he speaks of? Your first impressions? Uh, everything that uh, we've heard been rumor and Tara has confirmed he himself leads from fear that if he did not retain these skilled folks against their will, no one would stay and the city would crumble further. There are adult children who may lead someday but not just yet and yeah. his wife who apparently hates rangers for some reason yes and, Kelly? and brie people 
Uh, his That's right. She was son, quite rude. Yeah. Turnhow, he's working the South Roads. He's the oldest son. And he makes a little bit of a face when you mention Thurnow. What do you What do you know of him? And he's been kind of looks to Floy as best he can, cocking his head, looks back to Ely. He's uh, he's younger, but at the same time, he's he's still raised by Gurnow, so he's got that there's uh, a greediness to him. In another life, he might have been a dwarf, and he's been asking questions. He's got this fanciful idea that he's gonna put together a some sort of uh, expedition he wants to head over to to moria he says he wants to treasures of that ancient dwarven dwarven land and he's going to just loot the place and make a name for himself this is that's what he says there's a librarian uh, not that we've been able to meet or go read any of their books maybe would be interested but no, thank you. But she's got. She told him stories, and so now he thinks if he wants to make a name for himself, since his father won't, won't just up and die and let him take over, he's got to do something for him. And so he keeps asking us questions. I don't know anything about Mori other than stories. Never been there. Never been even in the close to the side of it. It's a tragic Wait, place. What was the guy's name? What was his name? Thurnow is uh Thurnow. is Gurnow's son, Thurnow. Thank you. Thurnow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, he didn't necessarily, I'm not sure if he was trying to recruit us or just pump us for information. But anyhow, he's dealing with stuff down south. And that's when he like, kind of lets out this big sigh and he's like, Floyd, I think they're back. Like he spent all that time, all that time taking out Rotag. Breaking his army. Rumor has it. Well, orcs, goblins, they're starting to amass again. At least they've returned. It's a squat one, thick as a thick as a tree trunk. I call him Aglor. Aglor the Unbroken. Yeah, I remember him. I remember him from up in Angmar. Big fella. Tower shield, hard to hit. Many, many smaller orcs on his, uh, uh, on his responsibility. And, well, he's brought some back. It's not as big or as threatening as Rotec was, and the numbers are now fierce. And plus, it's not us that he's going to take out anymore, but they're amassing. And then the Dunlins, well, we're not in the hills anymore, so they're. Moving northward, and they're harassing the town, I think. So Thurnall's got his hands full, south side of the river, all the way down to Gondor. All the merchants coming up from there, getting harassed along the way. It's either orcs and goblins, or it's these Dunlandings who just seem, well, they might look like men, but they behave. They behave like beasts at times. Rough days, my friend. Good info. A little, little more about these folks you're trying to meet. The rebels. Oh, I don't. No, not so much rebels. It's a whole, I don't. Honestly, I don't know much about it. It all might be rumor. But uh, the Swan Fleet, the marshes, up a ways. Uh, yeah, 
they call them the swan fleeters, or creative. They hide in the marshes, you know, the bogs, the crannies, that sort of thing. They don't much care for outsiders, um, but we got a name, uh, uh, Master Hugh Blackbriar, apparently, uh, used to be one of Gurnow's bands of thieves, but uh, got out somehow. Yeah. And not just got out of the band, but got out of the city. And we spoke to a Titus fella, he got out, but he's still in the city, plying a craft, all for the benefit of the city. I don't know how the man got out, but we were going to see if they could help us. But they they don't got relations with Thorbad. It was just a pop dream, really, an option. Ideally, we were just going to get out of the city and just flee on up to Bree. But, you know, if we couldn't make it all the way, we we're going to find a place to lay low for a bit. In the swamps where these bandits, guards, whatever you want to call them, they don't want to go there. They're drowned, probably. Just as Daggett said, we're going to get you out of here. Oh, just give us some time. I'll believe you. I'll believe you. Yeah. We actually, feel better just knowing you're here. We actually came here looking for you to see if you would help us back again in Angmar. Return trip, are you? Yeah. Unfinished business. It it's another discussion third. here. I'll tell you what, Miss Gilly, boy, you get us out of here and you get us out of the city, we will definitely, definitely, possibly consider it. No, I'm just joking with you. Of course we'll cut you back, but you got to get us not out of these pillories, but out of this city. Okay. Radio will pipe up and, and ask. Uh, you, you mentioned the older son. Did, what do you know of the younger one? Uh, very, they're useless. They're useless. They are squabbling over table scraps. Each one of them. Not a single one of them, other than maybe Thurnow has a spine. Uh, it's not entirely their fault. They've been uh, kind of pitted against one another all their lives, from what I hear. No, they're not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go looking for help from them. That's a that's barking up the wrong tree, I think. Apple did not fall far, unfortunately. It sounds. They they do got good apples here. They really do. North side, a whole row of them, delicious. Not that we get to see much of them. Every now and then someone will be kind and bring some to the crafters, but it's not part of our regular meal. It's not in your contract, I assume. Yeah, we didn't think we had to account for food like that. We figured we'd get paid and we'd purchase it as we properly would, or we'd grow it ourselves if we had a lot of land. Yoli, that reminds me, I saw a ghost last night. I'll tell you later. You tell me <laughs> this now? <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt. You go right ahead. <laughs> We're just hanging around. Arenia <laughs> will sort of put a little more kind of water on her, her, you know, kind of cloak sleeve and just kind of dab their foreheads. Uh, thank you very much for all of the local information. We uh, had heard that this 
town had taken its toll. We will do what we can. Happy to help. You're old friends. We help each other. Let's hang in there a bit longer. We'll be back. Is that a joke from Floor? Hang in there? <laughs> Listen, this fella. Oh, I'll hang in there. Sure we will. Sure he was. Isn't that right, Thiebe? She says. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love Thiebe. Okay. Uh, anything else with him or anything else with DB or anything else with the guard? Okay. I'm good. So we say you, that scene ends. Uh, and, uh, is there anything else pressing you wanted to do? We could end now. We're right at the two hour mark. We could end right now, unless there's something pressing that you wanted to do before we finish up this session. We're on the south side, so we're sort of just exploring this area. Yeah, so if you just want to, like, we take a quick tour of the south side if you want. There's a, only a few, like, notable landmarks to the south side. Uh, most of the most of the population kind of hangs out. North side, you got the market, you got the Red Palace, obviously, the Bridge Inn, a couple other places. South side, the biggest thing you see is you got the tower, obviously, where the, where the guards uh, sort of, it's like their garrison, basically. Uh, you've got what's that's called the Roadhouse, uh, the Roadhouse Inn. It's another inn on the on the south side. Taraneth, you've probably been there before. It's rowdy, but in a not good way. And it definitely there's a lot of guard presence there in ways that the Bridge Inn on the north doesn't necessarily have. Uh, then uh, there, you already seen the stone, but then on the far south, just through just just through the causeway, just over the causeway. Like if you're coming from the south into the into the the city, you would know that there's the old library, uh, which is this sort of grandiose building. Well, it was once a grandiose building, and it's run by a woman by the name of Agna. Not many people really visit it, and when they do, they are watched like a hawk by this old lady. So, definitely want to go to the library, but maybe that's a next session kind of a thing. Okay. All right. So if that. If that is that, I think this is probably a good place to stop. We uh, we actually got some good information there. We introduced our our new player character. We Yay! have things to do. We have Thorvum and Thievi to save. We've got this huntsman to hunt down. Uh, so we've got plenty of things to do for next time. All right, uh, let's do some uh, let's do some closing plugs. My trait. Where, where can everyone find you normally? And, and and what do you you know do on the internet? Uh, mostly I invite myself to games that people are too polite to say no to like this one. <laughs> and, uh, but when I'm not doing that, I, I sometimes make videos on, on YouTube. Um, they're system agnostic or multi-system, whatever you want to call it. Uh, my most recent one actually came out today and it was, um, a parody, but not really, of GM affirmations. So if you have five minutes and you need someone to tell you what a great GM you are, you should check that out. <laughs> but I otherwise... Do. I do need that because they are they 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 never give me praise. We're so mean. Except for Steven. Steven does. I was about to say I'll message you. Steven's the only one who ever says nice things to me. The rest of them that Long has literally told me to my face that this sucked. Like he literally said stuff like that. You kind of need that. Bring you back down. 
nice to get the other part too every now and then. <laughs> a little positive reinforcement at the same time, you know. <laughs> Uh, that's great. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, I dropped uh, I dropped some links in the in the chat too for, for my trace. No, channel just and thank you so much for having me. This is such a fun game, and I'm I'm really excited to be a part of it. Thank, thank you, you for joining the fellowship. I'm very excited. So exciting. Yes. Uh, all right. And then uh, as for us, for the rest of the stuff we have to do on this channel, uh, our next game is Monday. You can catch Melissa and I. Uh, we are playing Call of Cthulhu. We are going through horror on the Orient Express. We will probably be at it for the next 27 years. Uh, but we are we're going to be back there on Monday. Uh, we are in Paris. We're starting up a sort of a new new area. So very excited. Uh, Tuesday, Stephen, what do we got going on? We got Forbidden Lands. The party is bruised and broken, and I've been thinking all weekend how easy it would be to throw just a small encounter at you all and take at least one of you out, no problem. Uh, but I'm not going to let the intrusive thought win, um, and we'll go ahead and uh, continue that campaign instead of ending it next week. Maybe. Listen, if you want to take someone out, I hear no one likes Woford, so that could be... <laughs> he did lose an eye. He did. The, he should lose the rest of his body at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and then Bakcho uh, dug his finger in the. That was good. Oh, yeah, that gosh. was brutal. I had forgotten that about that. Shout out Thanks to Aaron. That was well. That Aaron's playing his character, man. I'm yeah, so glad it was Bacho great. It was great. I'm so glad you didn't make me have to do like this Sophie's Choice moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, Mirren or or Bacho. Like I can't make <laughs> this decision. I was Chad like, I actually that was brought happen. that up. Mm -hmm. uh, about how you were carrying two people and I said you had to otherwise the math wouldn't work for Wilford to survive um, yeah. and that was my ultimate goal is to get him <laughs> out of the fight and yeah uh, plus I wasn't so much on. carrying as I was just sort of dragging them as they yeah, were buoyant yeah. on the surface of water which is different right uh, yeah yeah very different yeah, sort of face down you know, in the water <laughs> we've established gunk is deceptively ripped uh, so that's a uh, that's I'm gonna say that's my it's not my dark secret anymore, but it'll be something else. Uh, <laughs> I see. Yeah, next Friday. Speaking of Aaron, he's gonna be stepping back in uh, into the GMC. So he's gonna be running us through more Conan as we have a party to finish, uh, which we're very excited yep. to do. Uh, and then uh, yeah, we'll be back next Saturday with more One Ring. Also, go check out the YouTube channel. Look for Adventures and Lollygagging. We've got all sorts of games up there, uh, including games that are currently running. Uh, like Blade Runner, if you're a Free League fan, it's another one we have going on right now. We just finally got back to it last night. Uh, and you can also see uh, Holler for Savage Worlds as well, uh, as we, we do run some Savage Worlds on the channels as well. Uh, we're going to go ahead and raid somebody. Thank you to everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you to those of you who threw out some bits. Thank you to Mitre for joining the, the fellowship. We're very excited to have you. Yes, thank you. And uh, have a great Western weekend, everybody. So, bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.